your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tuesday, May 18th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can email me at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com. You could also follow Locked On NHL anywhere you listen to podcasts and their Twitter page at Locked On NHL Pods. And today's episode is brought to you by the Crosscheck NHL Show. We got a new podcast that will help you get hockey smart. The Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So as promised, when it comes to my guests on the Locked On Panthers podcast, today my guest is from pantherparkway.com, my colleague who is the host of the Panther Parkway podcast. It is Tom McLean. Tom, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm, I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. It, it it for the listener we had a little bit of technological issues before recording so we we got our we got we find we are able to get connected and able to record a podcast and thank you so much for joining me no problem no problem at all man so with with you being on the show and this and us getting ready for game two tell us quickly about how you feel about what happened in game one well, um, let's see, we, it's almost like we rehearsed this. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, uh, I was very excited about the first period of hockey. And I mean, I, I think everybody was a little bit nervous going into that game. We didn't know exactly what to expect. We, you know, we just got done playing these guys two games in a row and, uh, you know, kind of beat them pretty easily. Now, granted, it was not with their, uh, you know, two, two or three of their, their regulars. So, um, we were a little bit nervous, but we came out. I think we came out like hitting like a batting ram. It was exciting. I think that we talked about in our in our group chat that we needed to come out and and basically hit these guys and, and try to knock them off of their, their you know their skill type setup. So uh, that first period was was pretty good. Even even with the uh, with the first goal that was called back, you know we quickly came back and tied it, and then we uh, we took the lead before the period break. But uh, I will say the second period and. Like the back, you know, the last half of the third period were were pretty uh pretty mundane. We kind of got into that perimeter play that we had done in the past couple of years. Didn't get it. Didn't get our bodies into the middle of the you know in the middle of the ice in front of the net and didn't get a whole lot of scoring chances. I will say the first part of the third period was pretty exciting with the uh, the Huberto goal and uh, I forget who scored the uh, who scored the game time. I was Tippett. Tippett had the uh, game time goal, which is a beautiful pass pass from Hoobie from Huberto. Yeah, that was that. Those were flashes of brilliance. But I will say we talked about it a little bit and uh, it came down to basically two two mistakes that that ended that game for us. Otherwise, we were winning. I thought we were 
maybe not cruising into a win, but we were in control up to about that, you know, 10, eight minute mark. And we had the, 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 one of the, one of our first mistakes, which is the Sam Bennett um, kind of retaliatory hit on Coleman. And then that, you know, the second one late around the three or four minute mark with a, uh, a pinching defenseman and got caught on a uh, breakaway against to, to lose the game. But I will say, you know, we were in the game with the, you know, the, the current Stanley cup champions. I thought that we led the play for a lot of it. You know, I thought we kind of didn't lead the play for a little bit, but I, I was encouraged. I, I was happy with the game. I, I thought overall we played okay, except for maybe two or three or four mistakes. Other than that, I think it was pretty good. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about it and something I talked about yesterday is only one of the goals was even strength throughout all of game one. And I think about how, you know, this team was just pretty undisciplined yesterday at times. And Sam Bennett one where, where he was charging to Coleman and there was one where Barkov went to the box because he had a little bit of a retaliatory takedown when he was pinned down to the ground. I think it was in the first period. I forgot who was pinning him down, but he it was Ruta, R U U T A, and yeah. that was I, I don't I won't I won't use bad language. That was a a BS call. That was that was ridiculous that mm-hmm. he would end up in in the box. So uh, I mean, he got tackled, held down, and then when he got tried to get back up, he got tackled and dragged down again. There is no penalty on Barkov on that. I will, I will go down swing on it, but I, I apologize for stealing your mojo there. Keep going. Oh, no worries. No worries. <laughs> hey, you're, I bring my guests on to have their opinions as well on these things. So it, it, like, so no worries there. And with, with, with this game, it was just a matter of being down a man and with the Tampa Bay lightning going three out of four on the power play that's a hard pill to swallow especially with how great they were even strength only allowing one but you just can't be going to the penalty box that's pretty much what what we took away from game one and that could that lessons that they could bring into game two correct um I think I, 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 you know, on our group chat, I, I posted this big diatribe and uh, I probably scared off a lot of the guys. Most people didn't respond to it, but it, I think it, it is true. And I want to say that playoff hockey, when, when you watch it, most teams that are good enough to make, you know, the top 16 you know, uh, spots in the league are pretty good enough to play against each other five on five. You know, they might, might one might get a goal here or there, but for the most part, that I see a lot of the playoff hockey happens on, on the uh, on on the special teams, penalty kill and and the uh, and the power play. You see, I believe it or not you see quite a few of these shorthanded goals because you got these guys that are uh, maybe not 100% used to playing on that defensive role, and for whatever reason, a bad bounce happens, and you get a um, a speedy forward in behind your your quasi defenseman, if you will. So uh, it it basically boils down to the special teams are, are control in, in, in the, in the playoffs. So you got to see Tampa Bay's power play through the regular season, you know, minus two of their stars. Mm-hmm. So when you got to see them in the postseason, and one of them hadn't even played all season long, and we could talk about that if you want, but you can tell that's a powerful power play. And 
I, I just go right and say it. ours did not measure up. It doesn't, it, it just doesn't look the same when you watch that game. And, you know, there, there are some that say, you know, we're doing just fine or stay the course or, or, or trust the process, whatever. But when you look at one power play versus the other power play with the eye test, and if mm-hmm. you want to count the goals that were scored, one looks better than the other. And Absolutely. at the end of the day, that was the difference in the game. That and that one, I will say the, the main difference in the game was the one um, the one breakaway. But that was a mistake that we talked about that, you know, so that was yeah. that, uh, you know, McKenzie Weger or whomever was with him, uh, you know, they were pinching in on that, that, you know, that that typical four check aggressive rush type uh, type setup. And, you know, you can't do that in the playoffs. You can't do that when you're tied with three or four minutes to go. I hate to say it, but you you're you're not getting a point, but you're playing for the point. You're playing to go into overtime and you do not make mistakes. When you make a mistake, you get scored on in the playoffs. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And when you talk about more opportunities in front of the goalie too, Tampa was just there all night and their chances in front of the net. Like you 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 just knew that the Tampa Bay Lightning, there's so many bouncing pucks in front of the net and Luongo made not Luongo, uh, but Bobrovsky made being nostalgic right now. But Bobrovsky made so many saves yesterday, and there was one really early on in the game before Verhage scored. And it was I said ten million dollars save. We were thinking ten million dollars save, and there's there's quite a few of those, and there there's a lot of criticism right now, which I don't think is very fair because three power play goals, a shorty, and the even strength goal was one that Mackenzie Weger didn't get back on. So I don't put I don't put really a lot of game one on Sergei Bobrovsky. So if he were to start game two, then I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad about that. I wouldn't be mad about Chris Drieger starting neither. And we talked about this earlier and you you want to bring back a point that you talked about in our in our in our chat. I, I hope I remember it, but um, I don't think I don't know that any of those goals were really, you know, expose Bob as being what would be called a, a bad goalie or or having a bad night. He was beaten by a world class. I mean, one of the best players in the game and he got beaten by him twice on one, you know, one player beat him twice and the second player that beat him twice. And both of those guys would be perennial all-stars if we had all-star games anymore. And, and that's Braden point and, uh, and Nikita Kucherov. I mean, I, I, everybody in the, in the room, raise your hand if you'd like to have either of those guys on your team and that, you know, the, exactly the, uh, the, uh, was it Braden points first goal? It was a, another power play goal, but if you watch it, it almost looks like Kucherov mishits the puck, but it looked, but what it was, it's kind of like a quasi slap shot looking pass. Right but it was meant in, it was intended to be to a player who's standing right in front of the net for a one timer. I mean, I'm sorry that there's there's not many people on the planet that can make that play, and I don't care what goalie's in the net, that's not getting saved. And then uh, you know Kucherov's um his first or I can't remember if it was his first or his second goal, but I think it was against uh, Forsling who broke a stick. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was like without a stick, there was no way he had no chance. And, uh, you know, then you have these two world-class um, shooters in, in Stamkos and Kucherov that stand on the opposite points or opposite or, or dots, if you will. And both of, both of them are as equally lethal with those shots. So 
as a defenseman, you're getting carried away towards them. So what does that do? That leaves point open for that shot in the middle. If you cover point, then, then Kucherov or Stamkos is open. You can't win. I mean, I don't, I really don't put that on, on Bob. What I do put that on is people taking stupid in the opposite or offensive zone stick penalties. I think, um, I want to say Nudavara had one. Um, Lumberg, I want to maybe, I don't know if Lumberg had one or not, but there was two or three penalties there in that, that third period that just, or the second period, I'm sorry, the second period that just killed us. And, you know, one of them was the, the Sam Bennett um, charging penalty. That was, that actually led to the game tying goal in the third period. And then, um, Oh, the two before that were, were ridiculous, ridiculous as well. In our in our group chat, you know, we, the, the worst thing you can do is, is take a penalty in the in your off or your offensive zone. You mm-hmm. still have eighty, you know, you know, eighty to hundred feet of, of ice behind you, and there's two or three guys with you. There's no need to take these little little horizontal stick penalties or or or, or uh, was it roughing or um, or you know, they're just they're just dumb and and they. Their mistakes and those mistakes in the playoffs turn into goals. Like I just said, that that is the that's the equation. Yeah, and there was also a there's also a Frank Vitrano embellishment call in the first that's, period. That's which, ridiculous. Which yeah. I, I I didn't I couldn't see it from my seat when I was at the game, so I couldn't tell whether it was embellishment or not. And it was a quick replay on the on the big screen, so I didn't really get to see it. So what, I, what did I didn't see, see that one. I didn't see that one either. It was just. I, that that's a tough call. I will say this. It's one of those things, at least they get both of them kind of, kind of thing. It's like, you know, one team's going to complain that the other one's getting more calls. And in this particular case, yeah. I think you could, you could complain that the Panthers did not get as many calls as, as the lightning, but I will say we were on the power play and we, we cashed in once. It was, it was a beautiful shot by Barkov. You got to admit that was yes. a fantastic yes. shot, but those guys, you know, when you play against them, and I apologize for digressing. I'm just going to do it anyway. But when you play against our power play and you watch it, you've seen it a thousand times. We have a similar setup where we have Huberdeau on one dot, Barkov on the other. Both Huberdeau and Barkov are what? Playmakers. They're not snipers. They're not shooters. So if I'm a defender, I don't have to go cover one of those guys. Nine times out of ten, they ain't going to shoot. So I'm going to be worried about the uh, the guy in the front. And then when they do get the puck, they don't turn on it and do the one-timers. The one time that Barkov did, scored. And we need those type of snipers. We need to have Huberto sniping. We need to have Barkov sniping. And, um, but they're pass-first guys. And, and when you play against them, you know that. Yeah. Shoot-first guys with the Tampa Bay Lightning versus pass-first guys on the wing. So it's two completely styles. Right. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating, questioning, and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computers, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers 
They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there, how did you hear about us, box? so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Let's think about, I, I think about another player who I believe really needs to step up, but I think is still playing quite hurt right now. And that's Patrick Hornquist right in front of the net. He was shifted to the fourth line a little bit yesterday with a lot of line juggles. And that, that, I, I don't know how hurt he is right now. Like, of course, it's a playoff game. You want to win. You want to play. You want to win. He's a two-time Stanley Cup champion during his time in Pittsburgh. But that's, I believe, also one player that needs to step up. While, but I believe he's also capable of doing it, too. I, I agree. And um, we, we talked about this a little bit. I, I think that, you know, he's getting, he's getting on in age. I think he's either 35 or over. And uh it's starting to show a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys have a hard time making it through an 82 game or a 56 game season. And, you know, I don't know if he was really hurt or if he just needed a little bit of rest to get into the playoffs once they knew that they were, were going to make it. But uh, I thought he had a pretty good game. Um, he was, he was one of the guys that was leading in the hitting. I will say that he was sacrificing his body. He was putting it all out there. I just, I, I just think that he's, I, I hate to say it, but I think he's almost like a, like a quarter or an eighth of a step slow. I mean, he's still out there doing it, but he he doesn't have the speed to 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 distance himself or create his own shot or create space. So I agree with you. I mean, I, I would like to see more uh, of him, but where he shines is on that um that power play. But we don't. I don't know that we play hard enough to to get penalties against us. We have to play more difficult and make it harder and get into those. You know, the inside areas, when you play on the perimeter, there's no reason to take a penalty. But if you get guys that are making runs at the net, that's when you start taking penalties. And that's what we haven't been doing that much of. And when we were doing it beginning of the first period there, we were going on the power play. And when you're on the power play, you got to make them pay. You got to You got to You got to put the puck in the net. Absolutely. And we'll see what coaching adjustments Coach Q makes for game two. And I want to give a little bit of a shout out to the boss, Frank Rikas, yep. uh, who posted an article a few days ago before the playoffs talking about Coach Yu and how his impact can deliver for the Florida Panthers. So for, for the people listening to this podcast, they're, they're very familiar with Frank Rikas. So go, go to pantherparkway.com and check out the articles there for, that Frank Rikas wrote. And we're going to have more articles there throughout the postseason. Actually, you know what? Because this is on recording and this is public, I'm going to write an article before tomorrow. So now the people, now the people listening know, first test of adversity. Sam Bennett had a hearing this morning with the NHL Department of Player Safety. And unfortunately, he's going to be suspended for game two of the, this first round series against Tampa Bay. Now, 
we talked about this earlier. When it comes to who replaces Sam Bennett for game two, there's plenty of options. I think of an, an Alexi Heboniemi. I think of uh, Lucas Walmark. I think of an Itu Lusterainen. I think of Juho Lamico as well. So for for me, for me, I think I think the the player that should maybe go on the for, on the second line should be Nolachari, something we talked about earlier. And then put an E2 Lusterine in there. But what do you what do you think what do you think should be should be a player that should shift up one and a player that could crack the lineup coming game two? I, I, as we talked about, I, I like Noel Achari back at that at that fourth line, um, uh, that fourth line center. It's a it's a grind. It's a hit. It's fast. You know, line two is is, is a little bit more skill oriented, and, and you know, it's 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 high intensity, but it's not all the you know the hitting. It's not the as much of the defending. But um, I like. I think if I had to pick between the you know what what we have available, either a mix of, of Winberg and or Lusterinen, because I think both of those guys were either at that position at one point, or or, or at least one was in third, and and the other one may have uh met, you know moved around some of the lineup. But I like Winberg. I think he's he had a really good game yesterday. I think he works really, really well with uh, with Huberto. I think some of those um, highlight real passes from Huberto were, were to Winberg. So um, I don't know. He's got a couple of uh, a couple of hat tricks here in the last couple of weeks, you know. So I wouldn't feel I would not feel uncomfortable with with Winberg in that in that two C position, and then maybe move Lusterine in or um, I'm not sure. The one one name you didn't mention was Denisenko, but I, I think he's more of a a winger. He was playing wing with. Uh, with Barkov for a while. And I want to say Hepo Nieme. I don't know that he was center as well either. I think he was playing on a wing as well, if I remember right. But he, he is a winger. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, the, the problem with it is, is that Sam Bennett is, is such a multifaceted role. I mean, he could play every single team. He plays on the PK. He plays on the power play. I mean, I think he's he's second unit on power play. And, he, and he's getting quite a bit of ice time. He's a, a, a leader in the locker room he's a stand-up guy i think you mentioned that you know his first game gets the lightning he's out there you know defending duclair and in this particular particular case i think he was defending um barkov who took a really kind of a cheap kind of a late cheap hit by uh by a uh, coleman so it's just but it's, it's one of those things it's like you know we talked about it. i can appreciate that kind of part of me loves it Part of me loves it. If, you know, the beer leaguer in me loves that, that kind of mentality. You know, you, uh, you know, you take one of mine, I'm going to take one of yours, but you got to remember, we don't play for the Stanley cup in, in, in beer league and, yes. and you don't, you're not playing for the Stanley cup in the regular season where you can get away with that. You have, you know, if you lose four games in a row in the regular season, you still have 52 more to go, but you know, you do that now and you're, you're going to be watching with me and, and, and wishing that you hadn't taken that, that penalty. So, I'm not even sure where we're going with that. Oh, yeah, Bennett's going to be a tough guy to replace, and I don't know that any of those names that we talked about bring the same, you know, the same multifaceted approach that that a Bennett does. I think Bennett was a really, really, really good pickup, and Bennett needs to hopefully uh, think about what he's done and what he's put this, you know, the what he's done to the, you know, the the team, if you will, it put us in a in a, in a tough spot. You know, we're yeah. in a tight spot right now. So I hope that we can recover. I hope that we can come out with some intensity, even this series up and get, get, get him back 
but but a smarter version of him <laughs> you know yes. just as just as talented and just as uh, as passionate but just one step smarter mm-hmm. and sam bennett was on power play one and yeah you're also repl- trying to replace him on power play one as well so that's that's one thing we didn't talk about earlier we talked about which line he'll be on but who right another another player to re- replace on pp1 and i i could see i could see maybe a, a likes of a in for power play one why not for Hagee? like i could see for Hagee being on on that unit he didn't get any power play time in game one actually looking at the ice time yeah i mean during the during the power plays during their three the power play one was on there more than three-fourths of the time maybe over maybe over 90 percent so that it was heavily used you didn't see a lick uh almost nearly a lick of power play two at all in that's, game that's, one yeah that's standard q mm-hmm. protocol he he yeah. has his favorites he relies heavily on his veterans and mm-hmm. and and who who makes him feel comfortable but you know, there's a point when even Coach Q is going to have to get a little out of his comfort zone, and, and I agree with you. And we we kind of just were talking about that power play. You know, unless you have pure snipers, you shouldn't be standing around, in my opinion. I, I like the idea of, of a Verhage or a um, or Duclair out there, yeah, guys yeah. with really, really, really good foot speed. Because if you can't if you can't put the puck in the net with your shot, you can you can get close with your feet and you know for for tap in. So. But it's a different approach. It's an approach that we haven't done a whole lot. I think Power Play Two does more of the uh, the speedy uh, the speedy setup with uh, Vetrano's out there a lot of times. Like Wimberg's Wimberg. out there, yeah. So, Duclair but they, they do more of a uh, they and move Weger. it around. With, yeah, yeah. When we are at the point, they move it around with their feet a bit. You know, our Power Play One has got some of the slowest guys on the team out there. Mm-hmm. I, I love Huberdo, but he's slow, man. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> yeah. And, and Yandel, no. And Horn come no. on. And you know Barkov, he he looks like he's skating so, but he's really absolutely incredibly fast. And then um, you know, like I said, Huberto's Huberto's slow, and and Bennett is he's mid middle of the range. So I, I don't know. I would in, in this absence maybe you do a little experimenting and and try maybe throwing some speed on that on that power play one. Yeah, and and of course for Hagee for Hagee is performance when it comes to scoring has been more even strength by a large margin than power play but get i say give the guy a chance i I think when he had a hat trick i believe he had an even strength a shorty and a power play all in one against dallas those are pretty much i think i think he's good they might be nursing him a little bit because like you said he's just fresh back after um an injury being out for for what seemed like what weeks so uh yeah, I, I, and the thing, the, the one thing that I do love about Verhage is that he has proven it all season long. I mean, and I grant we can argue to the days long on the whole plus minus stat, but look look at his plus minus numbers, man. He is up there at, uh, in the league yes. lead. Him and Uyghur are like way, way, way at the top, like 28 plus 28. So he's not one of these guys that you have to worry about. Plus, if, if you watch him, you know, my favorite quality of, of any hockey player, and I'm probably dating myself a little bit back here, is being what's called strong on the puck. We talked a little about it, but with Lusterine, and you go into the boards, you come out with a puck. That's being strong on the puck. The best guy that ever did it in the entire National Hockey League was Peter Forsberg. And I don't know if you ever got to see him play, but he was absolutely a magician when it came to going into the corners and coming out with the puck. So uh, 
I'm not even sure how we got there, <laughs> but that is, oh no, Verhage. Verhage is, yeah, incredibly, incredibly strong on the puck, and and it's not, and it, 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 there's there should be no question. He should be more than happy to have a Verhage on that that power play because he's proven it. He's he's not going to do the stupid play and put himself into a bad position. Yeah, and Verhage being there, he's. He was, he, let's not forget, he was a guy who didn't really crack the lineup on a stacked Tampa Bay Lightning team. And we're getting the, I don't know if sloppy seconds are the, is the proper word for it, but the re- returns of what's from a great, from a great team. And we got him on a RFA. They didn't qualify an offer. And now they're two years, two million. And I, I could see him do really great things on, on, on hopefully power play one going into game two. And then in the regular lines, we talked about Lusterinen a little bit. That's those are going back to what the lines from the very beginning of the season when the Panthers are firing on all cylinders, starting six mm-hmm. oh and oh. Let's not forget that right. they were right out of the gates going six oh and oh and this consistency has been there most of this season. And we we talked about it earlier before recording before recording this, that Itu Lusterainen, before he got, started getting scratched from the lineup, there was a point where he was drawing the most penalties on this team. And right. we talked about it. Special teams, special teams, special teams. And if you could get a guy out there, he doesn't necessarily have to score, but at least help the Florida Panthers get to that man advantage. It's taking away right. from the other end. That's less puck possession that the Tampa Bay Lightning have. And that's the that's the that's the key getting more puck possession being down being up a man and you know maybe maybe Lusterinen can help in that category absolutely the number the number one thing that causes a uh, 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 what do you call it uh, penalties against is that same thing being strong on the puck that's why the the guys that led it I think are are Huberto and um and you're in your guy Lusterinen because like I said, when you have the puck and you're carrying, especially if you're in the boards area or in the middle of the ice or wherever, people know where the puck is and it usually gathers a lot of attention. So if you're good at, at keeping it, dangling it, or, uh, or or just being strong, you end up taking the people penalize. I mean, they, they, they'll get in with the stick penalties or the hooks or the holds or the, the interferences. And yes, you're right. The guys that are stronger on the on the puck are the ones that draw these penalties. So why not put those guys out there? If 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 the whole thing in the playoffs is, is special teams, put the guys out there that have the best chance of drawing those penalties. Absolutely, and also don't put the ones out there that take the penalties. So uh, it's kind of a double edged sword. So we'll see. So I, I guess I, I guess I guess Lomberg uh, uh, maybe. So he I, I love I his energy. I don't know that I don't know if he took a whole lot of penalties. There, I mean, he was involved in a lot of scrums. Only, there, only like five, like like four on four, like uh, what yes. do you call it? Uh, the matching minors and after the whistle stuff. I don't, I don't care as long as it's a matching minor. That's that's usually aggressive. Um, after the play, kind of roughing and fighting stuff. I don't care about that all day long. I'm good with that. The ones that I don't like, uh, we talked about, are those offensive zone penalties that that just kill you. You got, mm-hmm. like I said, there's 200 feet of ice out there. There's 150 feet behind you and three players that are helping you out. No need to take an offensive zone penalty. You know, there's just no need. It's it's a complete lack of, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking. You're, you're, you're a little bit tired or you're worried that, you know, you get this guy gets beat you. But, hey, 
guys are going to beat you on every play. So, I mean, it, it just happens. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. The NBA and the NHL are in their stretch runs right before the postseason begins. Get all the latest news and odds and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code locked on. We touched a little bit on how th- this wasn't really on Sergey Bobrovsky. We we talked a little bit how whether they they start Chris Drieger or not. Let's talk a little bit about going into game two with no practice today. I I I I would be okay with them starting Sergey Bobrovsky. What what are you thinking going into game two? If you watch that game, I mean, if you really break it down into the the particulars. I don't know that Sir, Sergei Bobrovsky played a bad game. I, I, I granted he had five goals against him, and um, but he was. We talked about he was beaten by, by two world class players, and I, I, I think that the whole Coleman goal was was a little bit of a joke. Um, they, you know, the shorthand. I think it was a, yeah. You know, we we I think we were we were just defeated by the fact that the that the uh, the NHL supposedly took away a goal from us and. It's like you can almost excuse that, and I don't know that um, Bob really made a really good play on it. But it, it's a one-on-one play against a guy who's not what I would consider like a prolific goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Odds are you should probably be able to make that save. But the the last goal against uh, against from point was world class. That's a world class five hole move, and, and I'm telling you, not many goalers are going to be able to save that. You have to, as a goalie, from going from pipe to pipe, especially if he puts a um, a side to side move on you, you have to you have to go with the play. And in order to push, your leg naturally just comes up. So he in, he knew it. He knew he had to do it. So he kind of tucked it in there in, in the five hole. It's a good play. The one before that, the uh, the power play goal that point scored was that was a world class pass from from Kucherov. Man, I'm telling you. I, I'm okay. I think Bob played great. He, he, I mean, think of the, the saves that he did make. I mean, it could have been 12, nothing or mm-hmm. 12 to four or whatever. I mean, he made some huge saves and uh, I'm okay with putting him back in there starting that second game. I think that there'll be a, uh, a, a close eye on it. So if, if, you know, they jump out to a three, nothing lead, hey, he's probably going to get pulled. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, Q's going to do anything. He's going. They're going. We're going to get in desperation, and yeah. there'll be lots of changes. So we'll see. And with the Florida Panthers having home ice, well, losing home ice, excuse me. And with this, needs to be a. This has to be a must win. Game two is a definite must win. Desperation. You go down early. You go. If they go down early in game two. I can only imagine how quiet BB&T Center will get. That yeah, yeah, you're right. I think there's going to be lots of uh, 
lots of nerves, lots of, lots of worry. I, I agree with you. And so, yeah, as a coach, I, I and, and, and like the, the players in that locker room, I, I think they all know that mm-hmm. now there's a lot of them that have never even been in the playoffs before or, or a very limited amount. You know, you're playing against a team that won the cup. So they have all of them, at least, you know, 16 games minimum of, uh, of playoff experience. And there are some new guys to the team, but, yeah, I, I think that you're gonna you're gonna see a, a little bit smarter game. I don't think mm-hmm. that's gonna be the the crazy offensive juggernaut that we saw in that first uh, that first period. I think you're gonna see some pretty hard hitting, but I think you're gonna see a little bit smarter hitting. And uh, yeah, there it's it's all bets are off if you go down two zip, especially if you if you're traveling to Tampa to try to take two games from them. At a minimum, you got to win one, and then you're down three to one. And they, 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 statistics show teams don't typically come back from a uh, an O2 deficit not to say that you can't but the odds the odds are heavily favored against you so uh yeah mm-hmm. that you're right it is we got we got to win tomorrow that that's yeah. all there is to it absolutely and maybe something i mentioned on yesterday's episode is maybe they could pull what the washington capitals did in 2018 but we don't want to get there we don't even want to get in that position so the the Florida Panthers, they have to do everything they can to, to just find a way, just find a way to win. That's it says the simplest way I could put it. Just find a way. But and based on what we were talking about, let, let, let's analyze it. Let's find find the way. What okay. ke- what kept us from winning last night? After the whistle stuff, penalties. And you said the second thing. The second thing, penalties. penalties. Just do. I mean, in this particular case, do slightly less. You don't have to do anything more. Don't be stupid. I mean, it's an act that you actually have to do in order to be stupid. If you just do less and not be stupid, we don't give them four power plays or, or three mm-hmm. or four power plays, which of which they score on three of them. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in the box by doing something dumb you're out there at five on five like we talked about before most teams match up if you're if you're good enough to make it to that 16 that 16th level in in the nhl you're you're a pretty good team you can match up five on five and you never know maybe you you, you get lucky you get a break you know and you and you get a goal at five on five so uh yeah it's just to the man gotta ask yourself you know i hate to use the word from or, or a line from a movie called the office is this good for the company or is this good for the team? Every decision that you make out there could be, could spell the last playoff game that you, yeah, you get to play in, you know, you got to be smart. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I, 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 I kind of <laughs> want to see what coach Q does in it, like in between games, like in his office, like what he's thinking about putting things out there and just his thought process of his, now it's not only his in-game adjustments, but his in-between game um, judgments too. I wonder. I I want. I wonder if he thinks about. I, I wonder how he thinks about it, and that like go inside the mind of of a coach. Q. I wonder how that's like. Um, I mean, I, I can only imagine, but you know, he was a player, so mm-hmm. that always how I think he was a defenseman, and and you know, played a played a little while in the league, but uh, um. I think if you if you watch how he makes changes throughout a, a regular season, he hates the penalties. If you take the stupid penalties, 
you tend to get benched or you, or you get healthy scratch, unless of course you're at the, at the Barkov or the Huberto level, then you get a little bit of a pass. But if you're on the fringe, you make a, you take a penalty and you don't get to play for a few games. So one would think that they've played 56 games with this guy. I'm now 57. They should know that. (laughs) So I'm thinking what he's thinking is what are these guys thinking? How much more abundantly clear can I tell that I, can I make it to them? It's like, look, don't take the penalty, take the chances on, on that odd man rush, but you still have a man or two back. If it's a three on two, it's okay. You still have two guys back. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, I think that's what he's thinking. And, um, I think he's always been historically known as a player's coach. So I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that screams and yells and tries to break things in the, in the locker room and to try to get a point across. I think he may do it a little bit more subtly and, uh, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to get my point across by you guys seeing your ice time dwindle or me making the moves. And if you get switched from a line to a line, I mean, that's almost as bad as getting punched in the face. You know, that, that is, it's so subtle, but as, that is the biggest slap in the face to any any hockey player to think that oh my goodness I wasn't good enough to stay with that group he moved me <laughs> that 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 gets that gets people's attentions raised and, right and, now and it maybe get, gets them maybe to a different level of play possibly you never know exactly so and, he, and he's good he, he's like a he was like that chef or that cook that that doesn't follow a recipe so often. It's like, hey man, this isn't tasting good. I need to add something here and there. You know, <laughs> got to throw a little garlic in there. I, that's what I'm saying. So he's done that consistently all in, in in the entire year. He'll start out with his uh his typical first line, and if he sees it's not working, he's not afraid to to throw him in the blender as he calls it. So, uh, hey, it's worked. They've had the 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 right combination of success over those those regular season games. Time to just keep it up. Keep that offensive pressure up. Just do it a little bit more smart. That's all I'm saying. For sure. And because no practice today, we won't find out really until morning skate tomorrow. And because this is coming out the morning of game two, I highly recommend everyone who listens to this podcast. If you do have Twitter, Tom actually doesn't have Twitter for the people (laughs) listening, but that's neither here nor there. But if you, Happen to be on Twitter. <laughs> uh, follow the Locked On Panthers page so that you could get some of the projected lines that they were, are dishing out during morning skate. So I want to thank Tom, my friend Tom McLean for joining me on this episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast. And for those listening as well, Tom is the co-host of the Panther Parkway podcast with my friend Jake Winans there. So talk a little bit about what you're doing there before we wrap it up. Oh, it's, um, I, I call it more of a grassroots thing. So, uh, I, 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 unlike yours, which is really cool. I'm not, I don't do the, uh, the ads. It's not monetized or anything. It's not with a, um, like a, a podcast network, but I, I actually do a, in fact, you can almost see it on my chest here. It says, the parking lot. I do a beer league hockey podcast. I've been doing for going on a year now and I absolutely love it. I, I just like to talk. So I like, I like everything hockey and that, that podcast is actually about beer league hockey, but I was like, you know what? I don't know. The writing is, I, I like to write. I do like to write, but I, I enjoy more this, this communicative uh, back and forth kind of a like conversation style way of getting my point across. So I decided, you know what? 
in lieu of maybe writing as many articles, I will do this podcast. And we, um, we typically break down like through the regular season, we were breaking down each of the games and we, uh, we talked about the goods and the bads and, you know, we would have a, you know, maybe a different like type of a segment and talk about, you know, maybe what we're looking for. We had a couple of guests. We had, uh, uh, what do you got? David Dwork was on there, and, and the one cat from ESPN—I can't remember his name off the top Bucci of my head. Bucci Gras came on. That was pretty cool. And uh, Jake is my my hustler, so uh, he's out there trying to get my my guests for me. So I think he's trying to get a couple of uh, maybe some special guests. I don't want to—I I don't, don't want to say just in case it doesn't it doesn't come to fruition. But I'm looking for some uh, maybe some people, some past players, or some people in the organization with the uh, with the Panthers, and maybe come on the show. Be kind of cool. Yep, and you guys can, de- and the people listening can definitely check it out there. Even though I'm part of Panther Parkway as well, that is the the podcast from the actual website Panther Parkway. This Locked On Panthers is an extension of Panther Parkway. So to get give you guys an idea of what it is, so we're all we're all friends here. We're all respectful colleagues, and we we love to do we love to do this. I love bringing my my fellow colleagues on, just like yourself. So. I want to thank you again, Tom, for jo- joining me on this episode of Locked on Panthers and hope to have you again soon. No problem, man. Thank you very much for having me. And off he goes. Thank you once again to Tom McLean from PantherParkway.com for joining me on this episode of the Locked on Panthers podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time that the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast comes into your feed, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. And don't forget to also follow Locked On NHL anywhere you listen to podcasts on their Twitter page, Locked On NHL Pods, the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, where both of those podcasts will be covering the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. And when you're done listening to this podcast, make sure you listen to the Locked On Today podcast where our local experts weigh on who should win the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Head Coach of the Year. Get all the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Oh,